London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative, educational and entertaining content covering all aspects of property. Hello and welcome to London Property, the home of Super Prime. I'm your host, Farnas Fazaipo, and today we're in conversation with Andrew Weir, who is a buying agent at the top end of the market for many investment clients from all over the world, as well as finding properties for other people in prime locations. Welcome to the show. Hi, Farnas. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so, Andrew, before we dig deep into our discussion, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about your history and how you got to this today. Yeah, so happily. So I'm, um, I moved to London, centre of London, as a 20-year-old back in 1987. So Margaret Thatcher was the Prime Minister at the time. It's that long ago. I know I look, I look far too young to be, uh, have been working in this industry for that long, but it's true. Um, and uh, began working at Foxton's, which then, believe it or not, was a tiny little company, about 25, 30 people, three offices. And obviously it grew into a huge um, company that it now is. Um, and uh, rose through the ranks there all the way from uh, through private ownership, private equity, and then IPO, left post-IPO, and now put everything I learned. Three, I was there for three decades, and I now put everything I learned um, working for sellers, I now put to the use of, of buyers, um, but always working within prime central London. Fantastic. So um, can you tell us what you think is going on in the market at the moment? Well, it is genuinely an inflection point potentially in the market, and it's um, everybody's asking lots of questions. No one's sure quite what's happening. Um, so, what's going on in the market is we've had a very busy period. Um, the market's very nuanced. It's very tricky to read. You can't really apply one rule to the whole of Prime Central London. There's depending on which village of London you're referring to and which segment of the market in terms of price and largely apartments and houses have behaved very differently. Um, so we've come out of that period, we've been very busy and uh, we've had the latest uh, ruptions with the mini budget and um, changes to interest rates. Um, so lots of people are asking lots of questions. Buyers are a bit hesitant suddenly. They're not quite sure whether they should um, buy at this moment or not. I think primarily people who are already in progress, who found something, got their mortgage rates fixed and agreed, they're wanting to proceed. Some of them are reusing this as an opportunity to renegotiate the price a little bit at the last minute, just so that they don't feel stupid, you know, that they sort of take advantage of, of, of the opportunity, um, but, but primarily want to proceed, want, are committed to buy and want to continue. And there's another segment of people who are not, have not actually found something yet, and they're now a little bit more cautious than they previously were. And then as if that wasn't sufficient. There's also, as everyone is talking about, there is a significant dollar-based, US dollar-denominated based segment of the market who are by and large seeing this as a their Christmas is coming all at one time. It's like all the stars have aligned in perfect symmetry for them. Um, on the basis that if you're buying an apartment in prime central London at the moment, you're benefiting from a approximately 10%, on average, a 10% reduction from the historic peak back in 2015 and an additional dollar-based sterling uh, transactional exchange rate benefit. So you can end up, uh, there's a the benefit of up to about a 30% discount from the historic peak back in 2015. And if you're buying a house, it's a little less because houses have gone up more, the value of houses has gone up more. Um, so it's about a 20% discount 
dollar-based discount if you're buying a house. So there are lots of people out there who are just seeing this as a great opportunity. They are people who are familiar with London. They know London well. They've seen historic ups and downs. They've seen some of the cycles previously. They're confident. They believe in London. Um, they still see it as a top global destination. Their families are here. Their businesses are here. Their kids are in school here. Whatever it is that draws them here in the first place, they could go anywhere, but they they still decide they want to be here. And frankly, they're seeing that as a you know an opportunity to buy a good house and a good street or a good apartment and a good block um, at a at a, a rate they previously wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have benefited from. And what sort of behaviour you've seen from uh, investors? Because we're we're having a very very strange rental market. Well, it's it, it's more more of the same really. It's the same rules apply. Um, the the rental market has has literally boomed as everyone's well aware of in the, from the pandemic onwards we sort of had two years worth of tenants all arriving at the same time at the moment where some landlords had sold their apartments because they ended up with an empty flat in lockdown with a tenant left or they were struggling to relet it and were could only relet it at a discount so some of them took a, took the opportunity to sell as the sales market was busy so there's less stock um, there's more tenants um, so prices have gone up a lot so again, uh, sort of savvy investors who are in it for the long run probably already have a portfolio and want to cherry pick things to add to it are buying and they're quite active um, and they, you know, they're, they're being quite careful about what they buy. Um, but they're seeing yields that in prime central London have never been fabulous. It's never been the reason to buy here. The reason to buy here has always been for capital appreciation. So yields historically sort of 3%-ish roughly. Now in some cases we're getting a 5, over 5% yield, which we haven't seen since the 1990s. Um, so there, there's, a, there's a market for investors, um, those who are sort of uh, long, long enough in the tooth not to be panicked about any sort of particular one instance and, a, and have a long-term view. Property in London is always a medium long-term hold. Um, so people who understand that, are, are, are happy to, to acquire. And there, there are, particularly in the apartment market, because it hasn't recovered as quickly as the house market, there are some really, some really good deals out there if you know where to look. So, so we're saying that the um, flat market is recovering slower than the house market. So of the, some of the obvious reasons were in the pandemic, people wanted to go to houses and have gardens and you know, not share common spaces. What else do you think is, is... I think we all made the mistake of thinking that the travel would recover overnight like a light switch. And that's not happened. It's been a gradual, relatively slow process. And I think that that is what is subduing uh, the, the apartment market in comparison to the house market. Generally, the house market is people who are, are living here. They're more, it's a slightly more domestic market. The apartment market is much more uh, investor-led. It's more people who are traveling in and out, who are not based here, just here all the time. And that travel recovery has been much slower and more gradual than anybody anticipated. And I think that's the primary reason. Um, so I think that is where the opportunities are. And the reason I'm convinced that that market will recover is you only have to look at what's happened in the lettings market. The same people who rent today are generally the buyers tomorrow. Now, obviously, it's not literally overnight, but it is, you know, the, they, they rent for a couple of years and then they buy. That has been the traditional thing. All estate agents will tell you that their tenants become buyers. 
So I think that the recovery in the lettings market and how strong that is, is, is a sign of how people want to be in London, that type of person, the young professional, they want to be here, um, but they're not yet ready to buy. I think in the next year or two, you'll see that the apartment market will, um, will really recover and, and rebound. And uh, what about this uh, great big exodus to the country? Are you seeing any of that reversing? Um, we've seen a little bit of, of it um, reverse. I mean, I was never a, I was always skeptical about it, to be honest with you, because historically, I would always see people get to a point of their career or a point of their family life where they would want to move out of London anyway, you know, um, you know, as, as, as their lives changed and they wanted different schools and things. So that was all, that exodus was always present. But I think it was the pandemic, it, it uh, sort of amplified it and accelerated it. People brought their plans forward and moved earlier than they would have done otherwise. And I think what you're seeing now is a rebalancing of that and a, and a return to, you know, everything's returning much closer to its sort of norm and its mean um, than, than people believed. Um, so I think, and there is also this sort of three days a week thing. So people are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, you know, the Mondays and Fridays are, in my opinion, much quieter if you're commuting in and out of London. The tubes are quieter, the pavements are quieter on those two days. Um, so people need do need to be here and they're looking for smaller apartments, be it rental or to buy, for that period of, of the week. So it's very much the pied-à-terre type market. So it's um, small apartments, but in a very, very convenient position um, for where they where they need to get to to work and, and for their social lives. Um, so that market is is recovering, but it's just slower than the house market. And are you seeing any particular kind of nationalities or an area in the world where people are focusing on London that that is kind of, you know, making it obvious to you that, oh, hang on. Well, I think that, I mean, there's two obvious things. The one is uh, the people that are absent. I mean, in my experience, I mean, we are still not seeing as many Chinese or um, Hong Kong Chinese buyers as we used to. That segment of the market, that, that territory is still largely absent um, compared to its historic or historical numbers in the past. Um, I think they're probably just now beginning to, to travel again and hopefully early next year we'll see that, that group return. But, so that's in terms of what's not here. In terms of what is here, I think that this summer uh, walking around the West End, it was really obvious who was in town. It was the GCC region. It was very evident, um, you know, tourism and business travel. People in the in in that part of the world, very very evident. Our own clients were in town. We saw lots of them, and they love London. They were sort of not able to come here for the previous couple of summers, so they were very keen to get here this summer. And they are traditionally big buyers of real estate in London, so they've been very active in the market. Um, obviously, with oil and gas prices doing what they're doing, they've, they've got surplus cash. They're dollar-denominated. The sterling exchange rate, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's really all of their stars aligning in perfect symmetry. Um, so they've been very acquisitive this, this summer. I mean, you and I have both been in the market for, for decades. And, you know, people always say, oh, yeah, well, of course, you're in the market and you're always positive. But actually, the market always adapts and just different types of buyers come. So it's not that, you know, oh, my God, this is the end. It's always, okay, who's going to start thinking this is an opportunity now? 
Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look back historically, they've always been one of the reasons I've always enjoyed doing this job, particularly, is that London is does feel like it is genuinely plugged into the mainframe. Whatever's go, whatever you read in the news, you sort of feel it in the, the property market in London. Um, it's it's where, wherever someone is being successful and making money, London is a big draw for people. So if you go back over over the last two or three decades. You, London has really benefited from waves of different nationalities, different groups of people who have been successful in business and have wanted to set up home here either permanently or temporarily for, for lots of reasons. Everyone knows the reasons why London's so attractive. Um, it's access to so many different things that, that people need in their lives. Um, so, yeah, I think it is, it's, it's always a mistake to think that what you're seeing in London today is London. London isn't one thing. It's a permanently evolving, you know, it's, it's very difficult at a certain stage of your life not to become a grumpy old man and think, well, wait, you know, it's not like it used to be. Well, no, it's, it's not like it used to be. When I rocked up here as a 20-year-old, it wasn't like it was the previous 20 years. It is a, a constant state of flux, which is why it is so successful. I think the one thing London does need to be careful of is if it becomes too expensive for young people to live here, then I think it might not evolve as quickly as it could or should. I think it's very important that the politicians find a way of creating more affordable housing um, for young people uh, specifically, because that is the next generation. That's London. That's the tomorrow's version of London. That's what will keep it relevant globally. Um, and it's what it's benefited from enormously in the past is that um, I, I know myself as a 20 year old moving here. For, I'm, I'm from the north of England. I'm from Manchester or Cheshire, which is just south of Manchester. And for me, moving here was like previously living with a black and white television and suddenly waking up in London and being a, having a colour television. You know, it was diverse, mixed. And specifically, it was a place of opportunity. It was a place where you genuinely, we all felt we could sort of do anything, be anything. Nothing was going to hold us back. And that is, that's a really important thing for London, that it has that culturally, that, that it has those opportunities. So I think it's very important that it makes itself available and possible to young people so that it can continue to evolve in the way it has in the past. It's interesting that uh, you should say that about young people, because one thing I've noticed uh, amongst my generation who now have young people looking for places yeah. to, to live is uh, I've actually come across two such scenarios in, in recent months where they've said to their parents, you know, I don't want to live in that penthouse you've given me in Notting Hill anymore with my mates. I'm moving east. Yeah. And this has happened now twice just within my circle of friends. So, you know, they are really creating another little super prime with yeah. the lifestyle that that's happening in the east, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's something I've long complained about being a, you know, a Kensington and Chelsea person is that everything cool and interesting and exciting has happened over in that direction over in East London. Um, so Shoreditch, Clerkenwell, you know, even Canary Wharf, you know, I mean, they're completely, they're, they're sort of areas that didn't really exist 20 or 30 years ago. They were sort of business districts, semi-light industrial districts. Nobody particularly wanted to live there. They weren't go-to places. People would move south of the river. They wouldn't move east. Um, so, which again is a, is a good thing because it's the next evolution of London. It's the way in which London reinvents itself. You only have to look at places like King's Cross. That's another little area that didn't previously exist that now that now does both for business and, and residential. Um, so London's got really got a really good track history of reinventing itself. So I'm I'm personally have no question that it will 
continue to thrive. Um, but in terms of, yeah, not, I mean, Notting Hill is, I mean, it's not the Notting Hill of three decades ago, which was a bit, you know, a bit. Don't edgy. go there, it's dangerous. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can <laughs> yeah. remember collecting keys to show a muse house once up in Notting Hill at the top of Portobello Road, and I had to get the keys from a builder's merchant. And they, as I went in to get the keys to let myself into the house they owned, they locked me in and then they locked them locked me out again you know it was a bit rough um and now it's you know it's very different it's westbourne grove is you know bankers alley isn't it if you walk down there on a saturday it's full of bankers sat outside having a juice which is great for the area i'm not not knocking it but it's not you know as a, as a someone in your 20s i mean it's it's probably a bit stayed and it's probably where your mum and dad live um so east is east is definitely the place to go i think isn't it it's a bit bit cooler a bit more interesting so, and, and southeast, I mean, there's, you know, London's a big place. Northeast London's very vibrant. You know, there's lots of, there's, I mean, that's the good thing about London is there's just so many different bits of it. Whatever it is you're looking for, it's here. And you get a lot of uh, insight from, from actually looking at stats, don't you? You look at the land registry stats and you analyse what's, what's going on there. So are you noticing, although the land register is about three months behind, but are you noticing transaction levels changing? Yeah, so the, um, I mean, we, we try and do, uh, I mean, the land registry is obviously a, a, an issue. You mentioned it because they're very behind now. So it's, they're not terribly reliable, but there are data houses out there that produce data. Prime Central and seems to be languishing in terms of volumes. The volumes are still very low. They're sort of struggling to get up over 4,000 transactions a year, whereas previously in the 90s, you'd have twelve to 13,000 transactions a year back in the heyday. Um, very different um, landscape these days, different people buying for different reasons and different taxation. So it has slowed the market down. People have to hold for much longer and they're holding for different reasons. They're not necessarily owning it as a just somewhere to live. It's it's a performing a different function as well. So the volumes in Prime Central London are sort of currently low historically, and I I don't think they're about to significantly increase the volumes. I think they'll probably sit at the sort of level they're at at the moment. So all of the growth has been beyond Prime Central London um, in, in in Greater London, the regions outside of uh, Westminster and Kensington and Chelsea. So you know South London, East London, North London. That's where all the volume of, of transactions have been in the last few years. Yes, I guess it's also not really encouraged to keep transacting, especially if you're doing a full business, because of all the costs of actually buying, right? So before you know, you you could buy and sell and flip and uh, refurbish, but you can't really. The market has to really go up quite a bit for you to recover the actual cost of the transaction. Yeah, so the small-time developer has, is sort of a thing of the past. It's, it's not really possible to do that anymore because of the, the holding, the, the in-and-out costs are, are prohibitive. Well, um, Andrew, it's, it's a market that moves probably every so many months, I think. We know from the, from the word yes. on the street, but uh, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show soon to give us another update in, 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 in a few months. So thank you for letting us have a glimpse into what's going on in the market at the moment. Pleasure. And uh, for our listeners who want to tap into your expertise, they'll be able to find you on our experts directory and um, subscribe to our uh, social media platforms to be kept up to date with all the podcasts that we do on a weekly basis from experts like yourself. So thank you for coming. It's a pleasure. I look forward to hearing from them. Thanks for listening to the London Property Podcast. 
head over to londonproperty.co.uk and subscribe to our newsletter to receive latest updates.